Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Dose of Tech podcast. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, different types of airplane engines, if I'm correct. Uh, this will mainly be Grayson's episode. This is not my expertise at all, uh, so it'll mainly be me asking questions. Um, just before this episode starts, um, I want to apologize for the late YouTube episode. I'm still trying to get back into the flow of everything. My editing skills have slowed down quite a bit just because I'm not constantly doing it. Um, so I'm going to catch up on that stuff. Um, and yeah, let's hop right in. So starting yeah. off. Yeah, so there are a ton of different types of airplane engines. And just to preface this, um, I'm a complete airplane nerd. Like that's pretty much every – the two like big hobbies that I'm in are airplanes and 3D printing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to try to explain these sim- in a very simple manner just because I don't know what y'all's like airplane experience are. So that would be nice. for y'all who um you know y'all who really know aviation and really know your like types of engines and all this that I'm talking about, don't uh I might not necessarily get something wrong but explain it in a really really simple way, so don't bash on me for that cuz I just want to make sure everyone understands this. But um rolling right in, probably the most common uh, engine definitely for small planes is piston engines. Um, you use them in your cars. They're very similar. Uh, basically, the way that it works is you've got um, you know different cylinders. Each cylinder has a piston in it. Uh, you trigger an explosion with oxygen and gas basically in that cylinder, and that moves the piston, which drives a crankshaft. Um, it's basically the same as a car engine. Airplane engines have a couple different things, uh, just because they operate at you know different altitudes sometimes and different, uh, slightly different means of working, but very very similar. And these are by far the most common engine in GA, so that's a general aviation. General aviation is all like small aircraft, uh, like personal aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, that ex- general aviation so, excludes like uh, commercial and military right. aircraft. So this is definitely the most common type of engine in general aviation. So like the the plane that you're currently flying, right? Because you're working towards your pilot's license, mm-hmm. is using a piston engine. Yes. So uh, so is it directed towards smaller airplanes just because it can't push a big one that far, or um, is it just well, a coincidence? Kind of yes and no. So let me all answer that by going into the pros and cons. Um, cool. So very low fuel usage compared to other engines. Um, okay. It's a small, lightweight, simple design, but most importantly for general aviation, it's light and it's very inexpensive. Um, this is going to sound expensive, but in the aviation world, this isn't bad at all. A new a Lycoming is a very popular brand of uh, piston engines, and I think they do make some turboprops, but mostly piston engines. Uh, a brand new Lycoming engine, which is used very commonly in small aircraft, the Cessna 172, which is the aircraft that I'm getting my pilot's license in, has a Lycoming in it. It's a It'll run you about $25,000, which Whoa. sounds like a lot, but for aviation engines, that is extremely cheap. Like that's right. I that's guess like we kind of have like to getting, put our price standard up on everything exactly. when it comes to airplanes. It's like right? that's like getting a car engine for like five thousand dollars. Like gotcha. or not even five, like three thousand dollars. Like it's pretty inexpensive. Um, okay. So it's got a lot of pros, um, and the cons are the piston engines generally get less efficient the larger they get, um, which is why you'll usually see them on the smaller aircraft and not on commercial right. or military aircraft. Um, and this is interesting. This is kind of just a trivia fact, but um, small engines are – they're a lot smaller than you think. So you'd think, you know, airplane, big engine, a lot of power. The airplane that I fly, the Cessna 172, it's a four-cylinder engine. Most cars are six or eight cylinders. So, so... It's, a, it's a very small engine because it only produces about – about 150 horsepower, something along the lines of that, whereas most modern-day cars can produce like 300, 200, 200 to 300 horsepower. 
Um, but they're this small because they're meant to be light. They have to be lightweight for smaller it's, aircraft. Yeah, so when, when I think of an airplane, you know, I don't know much mm. about airplanes, but I think of, like, jet engines. Right. So you're saying that a 150-horsepower four-cylinder motor um, is able to propel that thing oh, yeah. to the air? Easy. I mean, yeah, it's definitely harder. I live in Colorado at about 7,400 feet. Um, <laughs> for y'all who don't know aviation, the higher you go, the thinner the air is, meaning you need more power uh, because you're producing left, less lift both with your wings and with your propeller, so you're not producing as much thrust. Um, so you generally need a little bit more horsepower out here, but some like really small planes, uh, can have like real planes, not like ultralights. Actual planes have like 50 horsepower engines. Like they're pretty small. Um, yeah. you don't need a ton of thrust for like Cessnas, things like that. Like I think the Cessna 150 uses a 50 or like a 75 horsepower engine, but I could be wrong. Gotcha. Like that's the bare minimum. Anyway, so that kind of sums it up for piston engines. They're great for small aircraft because they're lightweight. They're pretty cheap. They also, uh, have low fuel usage. So a lot less gallons per hour um which is really good for small yeah. aircraft because it uh, lowers the price per hour so moving on and this is probably what most of y'all think of when you think of an airplane uh an airplane engine a turbofan so a turbofan is a type of jet engine and these are the engines that are uh they're commonly used on things like you know the boeing 747 737 787 so when you go to the airport and you fly in a you know united jet or a southwest jet it's using a it's using a turbofan engine um so most of y'all probably know what this looks like it's a big cylinder with a fan in the front um pretty self-explanatory mm -hmm. but the way that this works is the air is driven into the front of the engine by a large rotating fan and then fuel is injected and uh well fuel is compressed and then uh, excuse me, air is compressed and then fuel okay, is injected gotcha. into the engine and ignited, which produces heat. Um, obviously when air expands or when air heats, it expands and that, uh, helps create more thrust. So basically when that heated air starts moving out the back of the engine, it spins a turbine, which in turn spins the fan. So it's basically a, it powers itself once it gets started. Because the okay. air, once it's once it starts rotating, it usually uses compressed air to start. The so spinning. it's the really fan. using the the fuel to make heat, and that's what propels it. Exactly. Yeah. You're gotcha. The interesting. Fuel. Interesting. I never um, would have thought of that. Yeah, and then the pros are it's a lot more fuel efficient than turbojet engines due to the fact that the thrust is also made by the fan spinning in the front as opposed mm -hmm. to just the heated air coming out the back, um, and it produces a lot of thrust. The cons are due to large, due to the large fan at the air at the front of the uh, engine. It has a pretty big amount of drag, um, which is why they usually used more in commercial than in uh, you know military jets. When it comes to military fighter jets and things like that, right. they're simply too big. But the military does use them in some like C one or C seventeen. Sorry, use uh, turbofans, I believe. Gotcha. But interesting. Um, now moving on to kind of the younger brother of the turbofan, the turbojet. Uh, pretty much just a turbofan minus the fan in the front. So the way that a turbojet engine uh, works is you've got the intake and then the compression area where a bunch right. of fans um, compress the air and then you heat it and burn it, and that's how you create the fuel. Um, now it has some pros. Because it doesn't have the you know honking massive fan in the front, it has <laughs> a lot less drag, um, and it works better at supersonic speeds, but it's less efficient than a turbofan obviously because there's no uh, fan in the front also producing thrust and it makes a lot more noise than a turbofan. Okay. So 
excuse me being probably kind of dumb, but without the fan, how is it propelling itself? Because you said it burns, but how does how does burning right. it make it go? So the way that it works is you've got um, the compressor. Now, the, uh, I'll explain it. The, the compressor is the cold stage. Jet engines have a cold stage and a hot stage. So the cold okay. stage, the air hasn't been heated. Um, but what's happening is as the air comes in, it goes through a series of fans that the blade right. pitch has changed and the blade size has changed. Um, right. I actually the, read about this when it came to... Uh, Turbos in cars. I think it's somewhat right. related. Sorry, yeah, continue. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Turbochargers are, are kind of similar. But the way that it works is that compresses the air, right? So mm -hmm. that gets it into a really small right. space. So the PSI right, right, right. goes up. And then you inject fuel. Um, and I don't know how much you all know about you know paint cans and stuff, but aerosols and things that are pressurized become more flammable. Um, so that helps ah, it burn. Gotcha. You spray the fuel into the compressed air. It burns. It expands. And it goes out the back of the... Propelling um, the jet forward. Exactly. It's okay. a chemical okay. reaction. Cool. cool. So it's kind of similar to a rocket engine, except a rocket engine just uses fuel. There's okay. no compression state. So would this turbojet uh, engine... Uh, one time my parents uh, got pulled in a raffle to go on this trip, right? Um, and they flew in one of these jets that flew them to Europe insanely fast in the span of like six hours. Um, uh -huh. Is this what's in those kind of jets? Even though it's less efficient, isn't it faster? Is that why it's called turbojet, um, or is that not right? I can't speak to that just because I don't know the type of aircraft that it was. Gotcha. But um, generally, turbofans are used in everything commercial because they're more efficient. Okay. Um, gotcha. When you look at commercial, it's almost all about efficiency at this point. Um, you know, they're trying to make lighter planes because the lighter it is, the less thrust you need. The less thrust you need, the less fuel you can burn. Uh, that drops ticket prices. But okay. it probably was a turbofan unless it was – you know, it could have been like a golf stream, and I think some golf some golf streams use turbo jets. I'm not positive about that. Okay, but okay, gotcha. It it could have been like a private jet, but so I, even those turbo fans can go super fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They can they can both go fast. It's just turbo fans produce more drag because it's a big old, bigger uh, right. drag coefficient. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, now moving on to turboprops. Um, a turboprop engine is pretty much a turbo fan, but Instead of a fan, it spins a propeller. So a lot of faster propeller engine, or excuse me, propeller aircraft use this. Um, pros, it produces a lot more thrust than reciprocating engines, and it also sounds really cool, and it feels really cool. <laughs> I've gotten the privilege to fly a turbo uh, turboprop, and it was awesome. I mean, it feels... It's kind of like driving a sports car versus driving just a normal car. It feels really awesome. Um and they're a lot less fuel efficient though than reciprocating engines and they cost a ton more like a Pratt and Whitney PT6A cost roughly 900,000 to a million dollars compared Whoa. to the 25,000 that a reciprocating engine costs. So um, what would that, that go in? What company would realistically want to spend uh, that much? A on lot of actually a lot of companies um Pilatus is a aircraft company and they some of their aircraft do that but they they create a lot more thrust so you get a lot more speed. Okay. Um, Gotcha. So you'll commonly see like a Cessna 172's cruise speed is about 105 or no cruise speed is probably like 85 95 miles an hour depending okay. on conditions and what Cessna it is uh, like a 172 or something like that but a gotcha. something like a turboprop engine's cruise speed might be 300 or 400 miles per hour so it's a lot faster but you definitely pay for that um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, yes you do uh, that covers pretty much most of the, le the the more common engines. That's what you'll usually see. And now getting on to some of the more science, not science fiction, but more of the, you know, cooler engines, I guess you could say. So we've got a ramjet. Now, a ramjet operates on the principle of um, 
you know, if you run with a, you know, if you're running around with a trash bag, right, over your head, the trash bag fills up. And to some extent, that air compresses, right, because of the the wind coming right, in. Right, right. That's basically how a ramjet works. So a ramjet is basically a turbojet engine without the compression fan. So the way a ram, ramjet works is it's got a specific shape that when the air comes in, it gets compressed and then it burns. So there's no there's no compression stage. The air compresses itself. Now the downside with this is that to get to a speed or to get to a point where the air is moving fast enough to compress itself, ramjets can only operate above 400 miles an hour. And they really operate best at transonic speeds. So, so, so they can't. So does something else have to propel the plane into the air to get to that 400? Is that what you're saying? Sometimes. So, for example, the SR-71, I don't know how familiar you are with that, but that's the Blackbird. Probably about the fastest. It's, it's the fast, fastest plane in the history of, well, oh, okay. yes, the I fastest, heard of this one. Yes. The fastest production plane. There have okay. been test planes yes, that have yes, faster. Yes, yes. But the SR-71 could go roughly, I want to say Mach 3, or no, Mach 2, something. It, it's crazy. It's fast. fast. <laughs> I, it's been a while since I read about the, uh, right, about the yeah. SR-71. But... Right. Um, it used turbo ramjet engines. So turbo ramjet engines are basically combined. You get it, it. There's a compression stage until you get to that speed, and then the compression stage is bypassed. So a nose cone mm. bypasses the compression stage. Um, but basically, above 400 miles an hour, they're great because there's no moving parts. There's less chance of you know something hitting it. Like if a bird, if a bird gets flew shot into it, it wouldn't necessarily jam the engine. Right. Um, you know it could, but theoretically it wouldn't. It to. wouldn't cause as much damage, yeah. Right, and it's gotcha. got very little drag because the air isn't actually hitting anything. It's not hitting a fan. It's just going through, getting compressed, and igniting. And, and then, yeah, going out the other end. Yeah, um, so it, they work at very high altitudes, but the biggest con is they can only work above 400 miles an hour. Right, so so you were talking about, like, uh, my, my question was, how, how did the planes get up to 400 before being able to use these do they have another type of something like a turbo ramjet could do that um a turbo ramjet engine you know until you reach above that speed or actually jimmy like at least mach one uh it's just a normal turbojet engine but then the um when it reaches that speed it converts into a ramjet so a nose cone will move around it'll move out of the engine kind of and move around Mm. the compression stage so it'll the air will bypass the compression stage and compress itself um, oh. So you can use something like that, or uh, if That's just smart. for like test aircraft, they would uh, take them up to altitude, okay. uh, like hanging below a bigger aircraft or something like that. Or right, like what you would aircraft. see when there's a glider pulling it up, right? Yeah, well, it wouldn't be like that because it would okay. be a heavier aircraft, but something gotcha, along gotcha. the lines of that, yes. It, another aircraft would be used to propel it up. Or gotcha. even there have been rocket-propelled uh, ramjets where they use rockets to That had to, to be cool to watch. <laughs> yeah, but they're not very efficient. Yeah. But um, so that's a ramjet. And then there's also something, this is a little less known, but something called a scramjet. Um, So that's just a supersonic combustion ramjet. Um, And basically what this does is air at supersonic speeds is kind of weird, for lack of a better word. Uh Um, So a supersonic combustion ramjet, a scramjet, basically all it has is a nose cone out front that adjusts for the speed, the higher speeds. Um, and it takes the shock of that. It slows the air down so it can be compressed. Um, so that's kind of how a scramjet works. And then gotcha. um, electric aircraft motors pretty much work the same as any other electric motor where you've got uh, coils, right? You've got coils and then permanent magnets and electromagnets. And right. uh, yep. basically, you know, as you... As you turn on and off the electromagnets, it shifts the motor around the permanent magnets. Right. Um, 
really really fast <laughs> obviously right but yeah of course there's that and then another type of aircraft engine called a turbo shaft is it's like a turboprop this is not for fixed wing aircraft which are mm -hmm. like planes this is for helicopters but a turbo shaft is basically just a turboprop that's got a shaft that's vertical so it can spin a helicopter rotor um oh that's cool right so it's basically it's kind of like a fancy gearbox but um, okay yeah so that kind of sums up the majority of aircraft okay motors, both the cool. less common and more common ones. so so when it comes to all of these um as you're saying, it, are, are all of these only going to be used inside of airplanes? I mean, obviously the four-cylinder uh, engine is going to be used in a car, but um, like as you're saying, are, are they used for anything else? Like you mentioned yeah. helicopters. Do they, do they go for anything else, or are these all built specifically for planes and planes only? Right. So some, I mean, yes, you could slap any of these on a car to some extent. <laughs> it would move um, <laughs> because they all produce thrust. But right. things like a turbojet, like I don't know if you know what the thrust SSC is or the thrust no. or the, uh, the uh, Bloodhound SSC. Those I've are both yeah, I've never heard of supersonic cars. Um, supersonic cars use turbojets. Right. Um, I've seen a video of one of them, though. They're right. Pretty they're crazy. pretty awesome. They look They look. They great. go to 300 then, real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, another advantage this is interesting. I didn't really talk about this, uh, for turbojets. And I think you can do this with a turbofan. I'm actually unsure, but, um, you can use an afterburner. So what an afterburner is, is basically, uh, you'll hear this a lot in movies like Top Gun. You'll hear them say, you know, like engaging afterburner. <laughs> but an afterburner is, is an afterburner is basically dumping liquid fuel into the back of the motor and turning your, your turbojet into a rocket engine. So not to that extent but basically what you're doing with an afterburner it afterburners eat fuel like like right. no tomorrow Sounds but like what an afterburner is doing fuel is, efficient. It, is you're basically dumping fuel into the back of the motor and igniting it creating extra thrust so th that can be used for extra speed for bursts of speed things like that but okay. um that's gotcha. it, it, gotcha. it's really i would encourage you all to watch go online and watch you know uh Pratt and Whitney J16 or J35 whatever just different jet engines uh, afterburner test cuz it's it's awesome. You can tell. Right. I mean, it goes from you can see with a normal jet engine, you can see the air being moved, but when you when they engage the yeah. afterburner, you just get to see this huge flame slowly right. grow yeah, out the back cool. of the engine. And cool. it's, it looks pretty awesome. But um, yeah, that pretty much sums up aircraft engines. That was a really brief description and probably not the most accurate as I was right. trying to make it really yeah. simple. But yeah, that's. I hope you all learned something. Yeah, well, anyways, um, before we kind of end out this episode, I'd just like to say a couple things. Uh, one, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, obviously, we're not um, we're not really making money off this right now, but it's a very fun hobby of ours, and we're all Yet. enjoying this. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the things that we are doing in our day-to-day -day life can kind of relate back to this. Um, so I know we talk about computers a lot, and we talk about video games, so if you enjoy... <laughs> Uh, playing video games or watching video games, you should check out my Twitch, link down in the description. I stream almost every day, um, except for Sundays. Um, that's kind of open for me. Um, but if you like watching any type of games, I stream all types of games. So you should go check it out there. Um, and I, I have my whole schedule linked. Um, and yeah, if you if you enjoy any of that, you should come check me out there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and then a couple of announcements real quick before we... Uh really close the episode out um number one in the future sometime in the near future we'll hope we'll, we'll hope to get the first one out in the next you know couple of weeks maybe we're gonna do kind of not really a vlog but kind of more of just a uh, a mm. fun video i guess you yeah. could say so we might uh we'll probably the first one will probably be about 3d printers or something like that where we might you know 
uh, show our 3D printer setups, talk about some upgrades, things that'd like that. That'd be really that. fun. Um, yeah, that'd be really cool. You know, and those are kind of just be bonus episodes. Those will only be on YouTube, so please check our YouTube out. <laughs> Obviously, it's yeah. Be more of a video format than a podcast. But, you know, maybe sometime we'll, uh, you know, maybe we'll stream a game or something like that, like No Man's Skies or something like right. that. Right. So that'll sometime. be fun. Um, just because... But, you know, we we obviously can't show all that stuff off on the podcast because we're sitting here talking right. to each other on the microphone. So that'll be a special thing. So like, yeah. you know, we're we're planning on coming out with more episodes about three D printing. So we'll actually yeah. be able to show you what we're talking about, which will be exactly. Awesome. And you know, I at least for me, when I hear people talk about stuff, it's a lot easier to to uh, you know see their setup, see what they're actually doing, yeah, than visualize sure. it all. But so that'll uh, all be yeah, on the YouTube. Just Look for that. Uh, thanks for watching. Please, please, please join our Discord. Uh, we only have like two or three members in our, excuse me, in our Discord server. So to the two or three members in our Discord server, y'all are OGs. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but um, you know, to the rest of y'all, it really, really helps us out because we are trying to figure out, you know, what y'all want to see. Because we want to put produce content that y'all want to see. So if you want to see right. something, yep. drop into the Discord. Let us know. Give us some feedback. Really helps. Thanks right. for watching. Yeah. Uh, um, just yeah. a quick thing uh, about the Discord. Um, uh, shout out to Adam Makes Stuff. This was actually yeah. an episode he was interested in. He's uh, talking about aviation and getting into that. So, uh, yeah, this episode yeah. was... Also, Adam Makes Stuff, so. thank you. Uh, thanks for the feedback. You know, as want to prove, we listened to y'all. So we yeah. saw that y'all yeah. liked aviation. A lot of y'all liked aviation. So we uh, we decided to drop an episode on it. Let us yeah, know if you so like this. Yeah, so visit us there, is... and we would be happy to do an episode on something you're interested yeah, in. Yeah, and real quick, let us know if you like this too, because this is kind of more of an engineering branch. Uh, Josh right. definitely brings more of the tech side. I bring more of the engineering <laughs> side. So if you want right. to see some engineering-related content, like, I don't know, uh, stuff on you know material properties or things like that, you know how how x works or how y works just let us know because we're we're yep. open to suggestions as long as it's you know yeah. kind of related to tech and <laughs> yeah, engineering and tech go hand in hand so let us know thanks All right. for watching thanks for watching